0: what do you want? Like, do you want to be running a $100 million empire and be in meetings every day and be doing this for the next 10 years? Or do you want to have mornings where you can take calls or not take calls and be able to hang out with your kids and pick them up? Or, you know, everybody wants different things in terms of what brings us fulfillment. And probably the worst feeling in the world is when you've built a very beautiful golden cage, because there's nothing more annoying than a Unhappy rich person, like you should be right. (laughs) And so, like, you built this beautiful golden cage, and now it's almost impossible for you to step out of it and to have any sense of time freedom or sanity freedom in your life. Mm -hmm. So, that's really the very first thing is what do you want? What do you want to build? What really brings you fulfillment? And how can we make sure that we have a true north here? So, for your baby, for this company. It's a, it's a tool that's allowing you to get there.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. Sean and Lacey here. And just like each and every week, we are tackling um, some very interesting subject matter this week. We are discussing solutions for entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. who are you know, you start your business, and you know, one of the biggest issues is that you don't know what you don't know. Yes. And you start to figure out
2: well, even when you're running your business,
1: well, you yeah, don't even know. If you're you in business, you don't know what you issue. don't know. Yeah. But then you start to figure out that you don't know certain things. Mm-hmm. And you realize, like, oh my gosh, you know, I need a solution for this, or I don't know how to do this, or I and, I don't know and where what to happens start. So a lot of times people get stuck. Mm. Like it just like then, and and a lot of times people just end up having to give up. Or your competitor, they figure it out. They figure out the solution and then they get way ahead of you. And then you end up suffering as a result of that.
2: Or you pick a less than right for you solution, right? That or happens Yeah, or you just make you it just up, make up because a, you you get yeah. the
1: cheapest or yep. you think this is the best for you. You just you Google it and you're like, all right, this is the one I'm yep. going to go with. And so we're going to talk to somebody whose business, this is so fascinating to me, is helping to match you with solutions for problems that you may be having inside of your business. Absolutely fascinating. Connected through a mutual uh, connection with Scott Duffy, who's been on the podcast before um, and is always up to amazing things. And so I had a brief conversation with her and I was like, man, we've got to get her on the podcast. So we're going to welcome in Ella, Ella May, and she's going to talk to us um, today about this new solution that she has come up with. Ella, welcome to the None of Your Business podcast.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here.
1: Here's where I, use, I like to start out because everybody, even if, you you know, and we, we're just as excited as you about your, your new business and what you're up to, but mm-hmm. everybody has a journey, mm-hmm. a story that leads up to them um, being where they are. That's <laughs> the story that really feeds your knowledge base. It feeds your tenacity, it going, it drives you. Um, tell our, our audience, um, how do we end up here talking with each other?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny because when you have this entrepreneurial bug and you go to start something, especially in the beginning, you put so much pressure on yourself around like the idea and what you're going to do and you have no idea that's going to change like 18 times and it really is not that big a deal. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I, uh, I guess if we're going back, I, uh, was the EA for John Benson, who was one of the OG, very, very successful copywriters back in the day and, or, or currently not back in the day, but currently, and I was his EA for two years. And like, guys, like, I didn't know what Zoom was when I started that job. Like I should not have gotten that job. Um, but I did and I learned quick and off we go. Right. And I remember like three months into working for him, I was like, hey, what's this like, you know, he's living in a $15,000 penthouse apartment and he's created this cool business. And I'm like, you know, what's this copy thing that you do? Like what's I like, I literally had no clue about the online world. And he was like, well, it's this. And he kind of showed me and I was like, you know, I think I could do that. And he was like, all right, cool. Like here, go through this stuff and do these things and see if you like it. And if you do, awesome. And if not, whatever. So you know, I rewrote sales letters by hand like ten times, and did all you know went through a bunch of stuff, and it was really cool because I started to learn copy um, from someone who was incredibly elite at it. He really mastered that skill. So through that two years of working for him, he's just a phenomenal person. Uh, to this day, top three best professional relationships in my life. And uh, so after after leaving that job, when I kicked off from that, I kicked off as a freelance copywriter. Um, I was doing lots of sales pages, email sequences. I had great clients. Life was good, right? And it was around that time. I guess this was a two and a half ish years ago. It was around that time that I started to get really curious about social media. Um, I was, I'm like a marketer at heart, right? So I was seeing the ROI on influencer marketing, and I was like, man, this isn't going anywhere. Like this is really fascinating. So I started to do a lot of stuff with my Instagram and started to get it growing and get some brand deals and with my background in copy and really knowing how to use words to sell, um, it picked up really quickly. And within like four months of kicking off on my own, I still had my copy clients going, but everybody was coming to me for social. They were like, how'd you do this with Instagram and how do I get deals and how do I get et cetera? And I'm like, all right, I guess I should incorporate this into my business. So I started my my company that I was doing before. To be honest, it was just under my name. It didn't really have a name, but it kind of went under the uh, umbrella of InstaFame. And when I was doing that, I started off helping people just learn how to grow their Instagram following, how to get brand deals, how to monetize it, et cetera. Then I realized I really wasn't super pumped about working with people that didn't have uh, a real passion like i i didn't really want to work with people who just wanted to be popular um i wanted to work with people had a passion for what they were doing they had a clear way they could make money with it so it was really trackable um so i started working with entrepreneurs and organizations that had been very successful either pre-social media or without social media and helping them take all of their copy their content their funnels put it into social in a way that created a connection with their audience and in a way that monetized the channel. So when I was doing that, uh, because I I was honestly just, it was a a good amount of luck and a good amount of seizing a few opportunities where I was working with fairly high up people and I built my network quite quickly um, early on as an entrepreneur. And as I was doing that, Anyone who, you know, your audience is fairly entrepreneurial, I'm sure, and for people who are familiar with marketing, social is like the tip, 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 top of the funnel. It's like the tip top, right? So if anything underneath isn't working, if the landing pages aren't converting, if emails aren't being opened because copy needs to be tweaked, whatever, we would ha- I would always have to go in and look at the whole thing and what's happening to make sure that my stuff would work, Right. And as I was looking at the whole thing, of what was happening, there was often areas where gaps needed to be filled. And I I got this roster basically of really good people who could come in and fill these gaps so that we would see better conversions in general. And the stuff we were doing with social, like the very front facing stuff would resonate. Right. So as I was doing that, it, yeah, it like that was a lot of fun. It built my network. It was a great skill set that I had. But I was sort of like, man, I'm. You know, I have these strengths in the sense that I'm really good at connecting with hard to reach people. Um, I seem to be really good at diagnosing problems and putting the right people in at the right like the right places and all of it. I was like, you know, I wonder if I could make an offer out of this. Like, I wonder if I could turn this into something. So I hired a, a coach of mine. Uh, I've hired him three times now. So I hired him again to help me build out a new product line because I was like, I know there's an offer here. I just I don't know what it is. The first call that we jumped on, we came up with this offer for the company One Degree um, within 45 minutes and we were like, oh my God, this is so perfect, we have to run with it. And originally it was just supposed to be a product line like within my old company, but it picked up so much traction, we just created its own company for it. And um, so with One Degree, what we're doing is helping entrepreneurs who are scaling uh, connect with vetted vendors who have solutions. So I'm doing a lot of the high-level strategy, which I love because um, I think making making connections without doing at least, you know, an overall dive into the business and looking at what's going on and making sure that we're solving the real problem, not just the symptoms of the problem um, or what we think the problem is. So I want to make sure that that piece was in place because, you know, it can be a little dangerous to not take that overview first. And then from there making the right intros to vetted people who can do it, who can do what they say they can do that are within budget and creating an ongoing solution. So yeah, that's, that's been the journey. It's been bananas um entrepreneurship's insane i don't know what loose screw <laughs> we have in our head that makes us want to run companies but it, i mean it's not all that but it's it's fun but it's insane <laughs>
2: like, and i love it you're what you created you get to work with more insane people tons of entrepreneurs oh, we're but, all nuts
0: we <laughs> are, like don't let anybody extreme. fool you all. with their instagram like we're all nuts <laughs>
2: We yeah. all got a little bit of crazy in us, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's let's unpack that a little bit more because I, I I think that, I mean, you're really onto something. I mean, we see that all the time. We go in and we're coaching clients and, you know, they have part of their systems that may work really well and then mm. other parts that are extremely vulnerable, weak, and then the whole thing falls apart. The infrastructure is not there. And so <laughs> what you do is you're really going in and you're really diagnosing not just an area that you're that you were an expert in but now looking at the whole big picture to make sure that the whole machine can run so do you do like a a questionnaire do you look under the hood do you tell us a little bit how that works when you're onboarding and looking at a client
0: yeah it depends on the industry obviously and what we're Hmm. doing um it's been everything from startups to established companies that are in the fifty million plus range, uh, to companies that are in that oh that horrible two to three million range um, because it's you, when like when you're at three million with the company you need everything a ten million dollar company does but you don't have the mm-hmm. revenue there yet in um, that that rough place right there so it depends on the company and what they're doing who they're serving and what they have in place already. But one thing I'm very careful about, because this is a mistake I made with my last business, is, uh, you know, people come to me when they want to grow. Uh, they want to scale, I should say. And scale. there's a really, when they want to scale, right? Big distinction. There, There's a really big difference between growth and scale. With my last company, the, the Achilles heel that I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. That, co- that was set up to grow, not scale. If it was going Mm -hmm. to get bigger, I was going to have to keep killing myself and keep killing myself and keep killing myself. And we all get to the point where we're like, why the hell are we even doing this? Like, I, you know, I don't care if we triple revenue, I hate my life. And so that's one of the biggest things that I look at initially is really for the, for the CEO, for the founder, for the main person I'm working with, what do you want Like, do you want to be running a hundred million dollar empire and be in meetings every day and be doing this for the next 10 years? Or do you want to have mornings where you can take calls or not take calls and be able to Mm -hmm. hang out with your kids and pick them up? Or, you know, everybody wants different things in terms of what brings us fulfillment. And probably the worst feeling in the world is when you've built a very beautiful golden cage because there's nothing more annoying (laughs) than a Unhappy rich person, like you should be right. (laughs) And so, like, you built this beautiful golden cage, and now it's almost impossible for you to step out of it and to have any sense of time freedom or sanity freedom in your life. Mm -hmm. So, that's really the very first thing is what do you want? What do you want to build? What really brings you fulfillment? And how can we make sure that we have a true north here? So, for your baby, for this company. It's a, it's a tool that's allowing you to get there. Mm.
1: And what I talk about a lot is, is you know, a lot of people, I think, erroneously say they're looking for freedom. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, I want time freedom or I want financial freedom. Those are the most popular uh, responses Answers. that I get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always tell people, "But well, that's all. Like, we live in a free, technically you're in a free country. Um, right. mm-hmm. So, I mean, you could not do any of the stuff that you're doing. I mean, you're not actually, you're not being mandated to do any of this stuff. And on the financial side, I mean, you know, I mean, within reason, most of the people that we are fortunate enough to work with, I mean, they're not like starving. They're not eating you know, noodles. And I tell them, well, what you're really tracking then are options. options. What you really want is you want to have options. You want to have the option to take off on the morning and whatever you want to do, but you also want to have the option to work, which is nice because a lot of times people enjoy their work, but they don't want to be like you were saying, a slave to it, handcuffed to it. Um, And so once people, people's minds are opened up to that, I mean, I think that's a great um, sort of analogy, like, Hey, you could be building your own jail cell. Right. You could be um, just methodically enclosing yourself into this business. and So once people wake up to that, what are some of the sticking points that you find are the actual things that have them stuck to their own business?
0: Oh, my God. The most common one that I'm seeing right now. This is hilarious. 50 to 60 percent of the time it's showing up is somebody will come to me. The ads aren't converting. Or like, whatever. We just, can you look at it for us? Can you make the right recommendation for what we should do and who we should plug in? It's team. It ends up being the real problem. Yeah, the ads aren't converting the way they could. We could fix it and triple, you know, and make the ads better. It's We're still going to have this turnover problem. We're still going to have this culture problem. We're still going to have this customer service problem. And especially in today's climate where like we're virtual, but some aren't. And where, you know, where are things? But team and culture and you know this is for companies who really want to build something um kind of past the solopreneur mark but team and culture is massive and mm-hmm. really being able to have cuz leadership skills are very different than like leading a real team running a, like running a company is very different than like the thing you're doing right like mm-hmm. the actual yeah. the actual CEO role is very different than the deliverable that you started with as you know as a solopreneur mm-hmm. So that's one of the biggest ones I'm seeing come up. And if anybody out there is a team and culture expert, you've built some cool stuff. You've helped companies like develop teams and do this. Oh my God, reach out to me. Cause I have like three right now. One is stupid expensive. Um, Only a couple people have budgets for him. And the other two are busy because this is emerging as one of the most common themes. Uh, So team and culture, number one. The second one would be effective storytelling to be honest Mm -hmm. is, and I think this is, I saw an interview recently or like a clip of an interview on TikTok with Kevin O'Leary, the, um, the shark tank, Mr. Wonderful guy. And he was saying how like, Hey, if you would have asked me 10, 15 years ago, what the most valuable skill to go to school for or to have, it would be, I would have told you engineering or whatever. He's like, now, I think it's storytelling, the ability to create a narrative that your audience can jump in on and the ability to show that narrative in a video, in a dialogue, on a sales page, et cetera. So those are probably the two key skills, uh, the two key things that we need help with that I see coming up consistently in companies.
2: I was going to say, well, that's interesting because when I think like vetted vendors, the first thing that comes to mind for me is more like software systems, right? Like I'm thinking about what system would you need to implement here? But now, I mean, that has just expanded my thinking. You're talking about HR, hiring and firing, culture building. There's so much more when it comes to vetted vendors. So what other kinds of solutions or vendors do you have in your you know,
0: Rolodex Rolodex.
2: that would be solutions for some entrepreneurs?
0: Uh, A few. Uh, You you know, it depends (laughs) on how you want to launch. There's a few of them. Uh, One thing that is up and coming and a lot of people want to dive into right now, especially people with events, is NFTs rightfully so. Yep. NFTs are really cool. Please don't quiz me on them. I am not the expert on them. Um, but but they're really cool in the sense of, the little I know about it, in the sense of like, for example, if you guys, let's so you guys have a mastermind, right? So if you were to create an NFT for your, ma- an NFT, let's say, and again, please talk to an expert. This is not advice. But as far as I know, if you were to create an NFT and... For, and like, you know, somebody bought it. You could in that NFT wrap in, uh, you know, year, a year at your mastermind. And anytime right. for like the original buyer and anytime that NFT gets sold, if it's a piece of artwork, you could wrap into that contract. You get 5% of every resale you get. And it's all on the mm. blockchain. It's really cool. So um, NFTs are a big one that we're seeing come up quite a bit. Uh Events and like, for example, I just yesterday connected, I have a uh, one guy that I work with. He's one of the, um, he works at iHeartRadio. So I just connected him with the person who's putting together everything for Miami Art Week and Miami Music Festival, because Media and iHeartRadio mm-hmm. might come on as a sponsor. Um, there's been business sales we've teed up. There's been, by just connecting the right people, Uh, there's been, there's been a, there's been a few really cool things. And also just, it can be as pragmatic as graphic designers, copywriters, um, the Right. right executive assistant, um, it can be as, you know, like put in quotes, simple, but as simple as that. Uh, and then sometimes it's a bit of a broader view because a lot of the time, like I said, like when we're going, when, you know, when I'm going in there and just doing my due diligence to make sure I'm setting somebody up for success, we realize the model might need to be tweaked, or there's an offer tweak that needs to happen. There's a culture mm-hmm. tweak. There's a whatever. And that can, I mean, it's kind of like when you solve the underlying foundation, then you're able mm-hmm. to build a beautiful castle. But if you build a castle on the foundation of a house, the thing's going to collapse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not it's because of we that. Were... Sorry. Right. Totally right. No. But this is so That's interesting. Just- but everybody thinks cash flow is like the main thing. I, you know, you can collapse not because of lack of money. It can be lack of structure. Right. It can be lack of et cetera. Which is really for me, I just found fascinating, because especially in the early years of entrepreneurship, like you're so broke. Like, you're so, like <laughs> <laughs> right. most people that i know anyways and they had a period where like you're so broke and it's like all we need is money and then you realize they're like oh wow no there's more to this like what do i actually want to sell?
1: <laughs> and i love what you had said earlier because that's a great point you you could collapse your business because you don't have the right team you don't have the right culture you don't have the right training all of those things it was funny because earlier today um it's not a name drop as most people know we work with Jay Abraham mm-hmm. and he made a comment that I, I just thought was actually pretty funny, funny. and I don't think I don't he would know. mind us sharing this <laughs> as we we um we we Lacey and I have the rights to um seven bowl franchises in, in the United States and we were talking about this with Jay and and he was asking us about it and he said you know I have never been to Chipotle, Chipotle. Mm-hmm. but I well he goes but I did I went to Chipotle the other day and I went in, and I didn't get the business model. Right. And so I looked at it, and he says it was confusing. I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know what the prices were. So I left. I was cracking up. I was like, "But well, you didn't get the business model, so you left." It's Chipotle, Jay. You stand in the line. You right? Like, I get. Like, what like you weren't he's hungry. hungry? <laughs> right. yeah. well, and, and and so so here was this was my revelation. This was earlier today before we talked to Ella. Um, this sounds great, Ella. Here, and I love. Part of what I love about doing this podcast is it allows me to connect with our listeners and I, and I try to anticipate what they're they're saying, what they're thinking, what they're, what they're saying to themselves. And I don't, I want to make sure because this is super cool. Like everybody needs this, like, man, this is great, but I don't want anybody to do a J. I don't want anybody to say, that sounds great, Ella, but I don't understand the business model. So obviously somehow you make money doing this. Um, (laughs) The people that are listening, they need this. How does it work? Somebody calls you up, they get in touch and then how does the process, what's the business model both from the client side, from the prospect side and for you?
0: Yeah, yeah, great question. Uh, so how it works is we have what well, we have four different packages that we offer. So the first is it's we do between sometimes it's just a 90 minute deep dive. Um, all the way up to working with somebody for a year. Basically, if we're totally overhauling a sales department or whatever. So what's cool is I'm able to be fairly cost-effective on the front end because with how this model is set up, I have affiliate agreements set up with all of my vetted vendors where when I send somebody over to them and they're happy and they continue on with a long, prosperous relationship, I get uh, cut uh, like the... The vendor, not from the client, the vendor gives yeah. me a percentage of that revenue ongoing. Um, so that's what's really cool about it with the recurring income. And it does allow, to be honest, we only really put money, um, put a price up front so that we're talking to serious people. Um, yep. That's you know, we're like, we have to charge something, but we really wanted to position this. Like you'd be, if you are in a place where you're scaling your business, you know, you you're, you know, you're going to need some team. And so you have budget for that. We really want to position this. Like you'd be irresponsible not to jump on a call with us. And I always talk to everybody before anybody pays me and make sure that I can actually help. And if I can't help, I'll refer them out. Um, and then but yeah.
1: super important. How do people get in touch with you if they want to talk with you about this?
0: Uh, yeah, for sure. So you can find me on social media. Will social links be down there?
1: Yeah, cool. yeah. we'll oh, p- put, the put them notes. in the show notes yeah. for sure. But if you have any way that you want people to get in touch with oh. you, we can drop that here.
0: Yeah, That's a good question. I don't even know if we have a funnel set up. Um, <laughs> anyways, but yeah, no, uh, <laughs> <social> <laughs> community- so you, brand new company. yeah,
2: you've just created the, the, the idea, right? 12, 12 weeks ago launched it. I mean, you've been yeah. doing this for so long, but actually put it into one degree the new company too. So for everybody out there, this is great because you're an expert at this. You've been doing it forever and now you've made it into a company where people can hire you for this specific thing. I love it.
0: No, no. And we, we've really just been onboarding clients and getting feedback from it and just running with this. Like I still need to do all the things that I do for other people. Like we need to fix the website. We need to do everything. Yeah. But yeah, probably the easiest way is DM me on Instagram. Instagram's probably the easiest for what we'll have linked below. But shoot me a DM on Instagram, I'll shoot you a calendar link, or we can jump on a quick call and see if it's a fit. Um, But before we move on, can I tell you like a quick Jay Abraham story? Absolutely. (laughs) Especially uh,
1: walking out of Chipotle.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I've never hung out with him in person. This is a virtual Jay Abraham story. So when Clubhouse first launched back in December of 2020 or whatever it was, um, I was really active on Clubhouse. And through Clubhouse, I met David Deutsch, who's, you know, another OG, one of the great copywriters, you mm-hmm. know. So David phones me one day, and he's like, hey, Ella, I want to host this room with Jay Abraham. But, you know, Jay doesn't want to deal with any of the technical details. Can you, like, m- main mod this room for us? And can you? And I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm busy. I'm like, of course. Like, no problem, yes. right? <laughs> so... We booked the day for this room and I sort of realized I'm like, well, of course I know, you know, most people in the marketing realm know who Jay Abraham is. I'm like, of course I know who Jay Abraham is, but I honestly don't know what this guy does. Like, I don't know what I would refer him for. So I'm like, all right. So I, I spent like two hours digging into his YouTube content and digging into what I could find. I'm like, okay, cool. So he's like this marketing guru and he's, but one of the things I learned from him, and this has served me so well is when I, there was this one video where he had this story of how, when he was getting going, he would go to like the CD shop and figure out what was working there and take it over to this law firm. And he would go to like, et cetera. This has been something that has served me so well because what I'll do on Clubhouse, like I'm so fairly active on Clubhouse. I like the social audio. But a lot of the time, I'll jump into Silicon Valley startup rooms, real estate rooms. Real estate agents are incredible at relationships, listening to conversations of how well they think through their gifts and like giftology for their clients. Like, how do we get them something they're going to see every day, but it's personalized and it's within budget? Like, really fascinating. So, that's something with Jay that I will always be grateful for just from doing that, just from having to do that room with him is learning to go to other sectors and bring it Mm -hmm. over to the entrepreneurship world, to different industries. So that was like a game changer. It's funny
2: that you say that because he's been our coach now, I think for four years, we've been working Uh. with him. Four years? So five, for Yeah, quite a while. And that's probably the biggest thing also that we've <laughs> taken from him, yep. that exact cool. same concept. Uh, we And so we actually, all the stuff that we teach, sales, marketing, mindset strategies, we are chiropractors by profession and help a lot of service providers and chiropractors. But we mm-hmm. look outside at all the other industries to see what yeah. they're doing and how it's working. And then we adopt it and adapt it. For service providers that we serve and and teach to. And that's been just phenomenal in helping them achieve other layers and levels of success because of that concept. So I love that you got got that too, because that's what we have learned most from him as well.
0: Oh, that's so good to know. So you're saying I got four years of coaching for free? You probably got forty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 Dad, we did spend a lot of time diving in. No, he's taught us a lot more, but we yeah, use yeah, that yeah. so much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, one, one, one last question is: where as we uh, come into our final descent here, there is another side of the coin. So okay. we have, of course, all of your prospects, but then we have your vetted vendors. Mm. There might be people that are listening that are like, "Hey, um, I have a lot to offer to people, and most oh, people yeah. don't know." About what I'm doing, what's the process that some that a vendor goes through? Is it just like you have to have been lifelong friends with Ella, or how would <laughs> how do you um, build out your bank of vetted vendors, and how would somebody um, get into that world with you?
0: Oh, yeah, great question. I'm always looking for vendors. Different personality types, different budget ranges. People will click with different people, right? And that's a big part of the connections. Is just making sure that you guys are going to enjoy working together. Um, so if you if you're great at what you do, or you have a you've got a great company, whatever. Whether you're solo, you got a company, whatever. Um, again, please feel free to reach out to me. Just shoot me a voice message on Instagram or or type it out, whatever you prefer. Um, Tell me what you do. You're interested in being a vendor. There is a vetting process. We take everybody through if I haven't worked with you before or worked with you through a client before. Um, And so we'll do that process. And then if everything's good, then I have to bring you with referrals. And when we send over referrals, it is very warm. Like they, I ping the vendor first and say, Hey, I've got this person. Here's where they are. Do you think it's a good fit for an intro? If they tell me, yes, I go to the person. I say, Hey, I've got this, you know, this company that I think would be perfect. Here's their budget. Um, It's within your, like, here's what they're going to charge. It's within your budget. Here's where I think they'll be most valuable. Here's the things I think you should bring up with them. So the intros are incredibly warm.
1: I love that. Yeah. Vendors, how long or how big do they need to be? Or how long do they need to be in business before they're sort of eligible for this?
0: Oh, God. I mean, as long as you're, as long as you're good. I mean, I do want to see some proven work. Um, right. So we're, you know, we're not as much as I like, I love helping people getting going, but we do need to see some, a few case studies and some proven work to be able to recommend you. Um, but look, like I've seen people who put that together in six months. Like when it yes. comes to copy, graphic design, et cetera, massive portfolios, they've just gone out there, found clients on Upwork, et cetera. Um, and as long as I get to be honest, like a lot of it is gut feeling, right? So if I get a good feeling about you, you're honest, I've seen what you've delivered before, it's good quality for what you're charging. And I know that you'd be a good fit for some people that we bring in, um, then I'm happy to take them on. This
1: great. is a fantastic idea. I love this because too, I think that part of it, in. in the podcast is all about that. There's so many people who have yeah. a service but they're not very good at marketing. You know, they might be, That might be why you're listening to the podcast. They're not very good at sales, but now you have a resource in Ella. Like yeah. if you're good at what you do and you're good at relationships, which is probably our and biggest value. you just value. need
2: more infrastructure. Yeah. Yes.
1: And you can connect with Ella. I think this is amazing. This is yeah, super great good. Idea. I already know some people that I'm going to send to Ella yeah. that could be great vendors, but uh, that's like a little gun shy. They're yeah. like, oh, and we'll have to work with them. Yeah. Like oh, you're, you're good enough. You're big enough to play in that yeah, space. Yeah, have done enough. I know yes. a couple
0: people too. So it's great.
1: Ella, thank you so much for being on the None of Your Business podcast with us.
0: Thank you for having me. This has been really fun.
1: Hey, everybody. Please reach out to Ella. You will put um, all of her social media in the show notes. Um, please connect with her. We say this every single week. We bring on amazing people, but it's not good enough to just listen to a podcast and be like, wow, that's so, that's so nice. Like it's not nice. You've got to do something. You've got to, you're like, oh, Ella's not going to answer me. She will. You've (laughs) got to send a DM. You never know what could happen for your business, right? If you need help. Also, you might end up being a, a, a vetted vendor for her and that could be massive for your business. So many great opportunities could come if you just take action. Ella, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the None of Your Business podcast. Make sure that you subscribe, leave us a review, tell your friends about us. We're off to a great start in 2022, but it's only going to get better. Don't forget, we'll be back again next week with a brand new edition of the None of Your Business podcast.